What is up, podcast community? My name is Michael Chernow, and this is the Creatures of Habit podcast. Habits are everything, and on this show, I will be interviewing some of the most inspiring, motivated, and high-performing humans on the planet to learn about the daily habits, routines, and rituals that help keep them focused, determined, on top of their game, and ultimately happy. My journey from the depths of addiction and misery to success as a family man and serial entrepreneur was only made possible by replacing bad habits with great ones. And my mission in life today is to share that story and the story of others with you to bring value and life-changing tools to as many people as possible. So sit back, relax, and pay attention because what you hear in this podcast today can potentially change your life. Let's go. I wanted to start off by saying that you and I have a lot in common. Not only are we absolutely obsessed with being the best version of ourselves on a day-to-day basis, um, and that sometimes can mean many different things, right? Sometimes we're at a high, sometimes we're at a low. So just a little bit better on a daily basis than yesterday is, is what I strive for. But we also share a recovery story and we share uh, an entrepreneurial story. So... The premise of the Creatures of Habit pod is really to dive into the daily habits, the rituals, the consistency with people that have inspired me and many, many others, and just ultimately looking at high-performing humans' habits and understanding what they do on a daily basis to stay on track with their successful, happy lives. With that, I would love to start off with The first question that I always ask, which is, can you walk us through your morning routine? If you know me at all, you know that I am supremely possessive of my morning routine. I maintain it at all costs in some form. And I have for the last 20 years, give or take a few pieces that I've added to it along the way that I have found serve me. So I wake up every morning at a remarkably consistent time without an alarm. My whoop band tells me that my wake up time is generally within 20 minutes of each other every single day. It's like 6.15, 6.30. I wake up, I make my bed. I occasionally, not daily, but occasionally take a cold shower. I did this daily for over a year and now I'm down to like once in a while, but then I get myself ready to go to the gym or some form of healthy movement, whether it's yoga in my garage or a hike or a rock with the dog or the gym. That's always like the very first thing I start my day with. And again, I've been doing that for like 20 years. So I go to the gym, I get my movement session on anywhere from 45 to 90 minutes, depending on how much time I have. I sit down for my post-workout meditation right there in the gym. I've been doing that for about three years. And then I come home, I eat my now Creatures of Habit oatmeal as my post-workout meal, and then I start my day. So everyone in my life knows that I don't take calls before 10 a.m. I don't start work until I'm done with this like entire morning routine. And I don't check my phone before I get done with all of this. So like my workday really doesn't start until I have taken care of these like mission critical self-care tasks. Wow. I love that. You know, I had a conversation with a good buddy of mine who has a podcast as well called Renegade Radio, a guy named Jay Ferugia. And he broke what you just said down to me in a really great way. He said, I spend the first three to five hours of my day in a proactive state. And then once I feel like I've been proactively fulfilled, I transition into a reactionary state, which is emails, 
social media, checking that stuff. You know, I want to unpack that a little bit because I feel like um, there are a few things that you do that, um, well, we do a lot of the same things, but I do them in a different order. And the other day, I was really considering whether or not I should transition my meditation, my journaling to after my workout. Why is it that you hit your meditation after you work out? It's funny going back to what Jason Frugia said. I have often talked and I just gave an interview with Gretchen Rubin where I talked about how if I can bookend the front end and the back half of my day with routines that are consistent and predictable and proactive, then the middle of my day can go completely sideways. And I totally feel like I have it handled because I've got those proactive kind of bookends. So I could not agree with him more. The post-workout meditation practice started about three or four years ago. My friend Todd McCullough introduced me to it. And essentially you get done at the gym and while you're at the gym, you sit down wherever you are and you go through this self-guided sort of meditation. You think about something you're grateful for. You lift someone or a group of people or yourself up. You think about what success looks like for you in that day. And then you just sit and listen quietly to the sounds around you. And I had tried to start a meditation practice many times. And for someone who's as good as habit setting as I am, like I'm very good at it, I could never make it stick and I could never figure out why. And I figured out that bookending it after my gym session helped for two reasons. One, it's habit stacking, right? You're taking a new habit that you want to start and attaching it to an existing habit, which makes it easier. The second piece of it though, is that I had a hard time just waking up in the morning and sitting down and like being really mindful with my thoughts. I had this nervous energy, the stress from last night or stress for the anticipating day or stuff in my body that just like needed to move out. And I found that if I could kind of throw my little physical temper tantrum in the real world first, where I worked out of my physical body, the stress and strain and anxiety and fear and whatever I was feeling by the end of my workout, my mind had calmed enough that I could actually have an incredibly productive meditation session. And so appending meditation to the end of my workout completely changed everything for me. I haven't missed a day in four years because it's now the best part of my workout. It's like the dessert after I've had, you know, done all of my hard work. How long do you meditate for? I don't know. Depends. I don't time it. Um, I'm not listening to music. I don't have any headphones in my ears. I'm not, there's nothing guiding me. Sometimes it might be a minute or two. Sometimes it might be like eight. Sometimes I get really stuck in one particular section and I really noodle on it. Other times I really feel this silencing and quiet. And like, that's where I like talk to God and the universe and my spirit guides. Sometimes I cry. Like it's a really interesting experience that I just allow to evolve into whatever it looks like for that day. You know, I I totally identify with the anxiety in the morning to try to sit down and quiet myself. There are days where I can sit down at my breakfast nook is where I tend to do all my morning rituals. And the funny thing is sitting here talking to you, like, I can't even believe that I'm talking like this, you know, like, it's just such a, it's such a, there's a conversation around habit. When I talk to people that live a life of habit, Thinking back on where I was to where I am now, and I'm sure you have a similar story, habits really do shape the human. We are our habits. And I know, I mean, I follow you on social media. People ask you questions constantly and you are great at answering them. I think it all boils down to the decisions that you make on a daily basis. 
Would you agree? So yes, in that in any given moment, you always have a choice in terms of how you're going to respond or how you're going to spend your time. One of the things that I think is often missing from this discussion of habit, and I hear it a lot in fitness and it like really chaps my butt, is that the conversation, the the piece around like privilege is missing. So I just told you about my morning routine. I don't start work until 10 a.m. I don't take calls or interviews before 10. I go to the gym right away. The only reason I can do that is because I work for myself. My gym membership is a business write-off. I have a partner who's like super willing to help me out with the kid in the morning so I can get my workout done. I don't have a nine to five or a boss who's expecting me. I can take as much time off as I want. Like I have all of these privileges that allow me the space to make good choices. And it's really hard for me when I hear people say like, well, we all have the same 24 hours. Like, no, Beyonce and I do not have the same 24 hours. And me and a single working mom do not have the same 24 hours. So I do agree that decisions and the decisions that we make and the consistency and the growth mindset, like there are so many things that we can think about when it comes to building habit. But I never want to leave out the piece that talks about the privilege that makes setting and holding certain habits a lot easier. That's like a really important piece of the conversation for me. I guess because I have spent a fair amount of time talking about this in my messaging, my inner self wants to just say, when people ask me, how do you get motivated? I'm sure that people, I'm sure that that's one of the most popular questions you get. How do you stay motivated? There's such a piece of me that still exists that is not as empathic as the person I am today that wants to say, just do it. There is a level of just do it. But I, I am also totally cognizant of the fact that not everybody has the ability to just do it. Or the personality type. You and I have the personality type, I'm assuming. I'm an Enneagram 8. I'm a Gretchen Rubin upholder. If you said to me like, hey, I want you to do this thing for 30 days, I'd be like, okay. And I just would. And if I tell myself I want to do something for 30 days, it's not hard. And I just do it. And not everyone is like that. So there are so many factors that make it easier or harder to just do it. Although just do it is always a part of that conversation. Yes. However, I do believe in my heart of hearts that every single person on this planet has the ability to change. My last podcast was all about nature and nurture. If you looked at my nature and my nurture, you wouldn't necessarily think that I would be running businesses and fitness and being able to stick to certain habits. But I am like a living, breathing example, and so are you, of someone that's been able to absolutely change their lives for the better. So anybody that's listening, you know, before we get on to the next question, anybody that's listening, I would love for you to give a little tidbit, a little piece of advice on how to get unstuck if someone is trying to attack a habit and just simply cannot do it. I have a lot of tips for getting unstuck. I mean, habit research is such a big part of the Whole30 and it's such a huge part of what I talk about and it's my area of like specific interest. I think the key to habit change in general, and you've heard BJ Fogg talk about this when he talks about tiny habits, you've heard James Clear talk about it in like the five minute rule, but the key to getting unstuck is realizing that your goal is not to like do the habit. Your goal is just to show up. That's it. The most simple, basic aspect. And that's how I, when I got out of rehab for the last time, that's how I started going to the gym is I told myself, you just have to show up. That's it. 
once you get there, if you don't want to do anything, you can walk right out the door. But like, you've got to show up at the gym and say hi to the desk clerk every five days. Here's your schedule five days a week. You get this day and this day off because that's like a healthy practice. And unless you're sick, you're going to show up. And I don't care what you do when you get there. I don't care if you put your gym clothes on, walk into the gym, say hi, and walk right back out. The point is you're going to show up again and again and again, because in that moment, you are showing up for yourself. You're telling yourself that you're worthy of this like process and this effort and this habit. And eventually, if it doesn't happen right away, but it probably will, you're going to go, well, I'm here, so I'm going to do something. But this idea of just showing up, I think, is so massively important in terms of thinking about habit change because it takes the habit down from something that feels overwhelming and maybe even resets your own expectation around like, I'm going to start exercising. And maybe the goal you set is, I'm going to exercise an hour a day every single day. Like, is that realistic? I don't know, probably not for a lot of people, but you can show up. You can show up at the gym five mornings a week consistently at the same time on the same schedule. And that is what is going to prompt the habit changes that you actually want to see. I think it goes back to that great old saying that if you uh, if you hang out at the barber shop long enough, chances are you're going to get a haircut. Yes. And you're going to feel kind of dumb rolling into the gym and all your workout clothes and your workout gear and saying hi to the front desk person. You're going to go, well, I'm here. I might as well do something. And that's how it starts. That's it. I didn't have any goals when I started working out. My only goal was just to be someone who goes to the gym. That was it. And it worked. And it's worked for the last 20 years. This podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, Creatures of Habit. Creatures of Habit is a lifestyle and wellness brand rooted in functional nutrition. The protagonist is a superhuman, incredibly delicious, instant and overnight oatmeal blend developed to feed your body the most optimized blend of vitamins, minerals, and macros. With premium oats, 30 grams of plant-based protein, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D3, a probiotic, and digestive enzymes in each pouch, you will never have to think about what to eat for breakfast, pre-workout or post-workout meal, or a healthy meal any time of the day in a pinch. Made four simple and convenient ways. One, just add hot water. Two, overnight in the fridge. Three, add to a delicious smoothie or simply put in the microwave. Take the stress out of worrying about what to eat for a healthy and delicious way to kickstart your day. And if you fast, this is the perfect meal one as it delivers wellness, satiety, and delicious flavors. Pop over to creaturesofhabit.com. That's creaturesofhabit.com with a K, creaturesofhabit.com, and put in promo code K-O-H-P-O-D-20 for 20% off your first order. If you had to choose three habits that you could not live without, that you do consistently on a day-to-day basis, and they could totally come from your morning routine, I want to put a highlight on the three habits that have really impacted your life? So definitely going to the gym or moving first thing in the morning. When I got out of rehab, I adopted a growth mindset. I told myself that I now was a person with healthy habits and I was going to look for evidence that I was. And I asked myself, what would a healthy person with healthy habits do? That person would get up at 5.30 in the morning and they would go to the gym. And so I started getting up at 5.30 and going to the gym. I had never set foot in a gym before I got out of rehab in 2000. And so that is one, I think, habit that is now so deeply ingrained in me that like, I don't have to think about it. I absolutely love waking up and working out. It's so fun and exciting for me. And if I have a day where I'm not feeling it, I don't go because I'm not worried that a couple days off or a week or two off when I got my concussion, like I'm not worried that any of that is going to upset this habit. This habit is like bomb proof. Can't mess with it. 
my post-workout meditation is another one that I would never want to go without. And even on days where I don't do much, if I just go for a walk or take the dog for a walk, like I sit down afterward and I meditate. That has such a powerful, transformative, it's like this transition between my proactive morning and my reactive day. And I really feel like it gears me up for it. And then the other habit that I've been doing for also 20 years that I do every single night, no matter what, is I read before I go to bed. Every single night, I have a fiction or nonfiction book. I read like most people breathe. I always have since I was in kindergarten, but I read every single night before I go to bed. I do it when I'm on vacation. I do it when I'm on book tour. Like everywhere I go, I have a book and I always have a couple extra at the ready and I'm reading for maybe five minutes, maybe an hour, who knows until I get tired. But I need that transition to turn my brain off at night so that I can get like a rock star night of sleep. I don't read before I go to bed, which is something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but want gets us nowhere. So now hearing you share about it for the next 30 days, I will absolutely read before I go to bed. What I do, I actually listen to audiobooks as I go to sleep, which has been awesome, but it does have my phone in very, very close proximity. That said, listening to audiobooks does help me fall to sleep like that. Um, but I, I appreciate that reading before bed. It's, you know, I've, so many people have told me that that is their sort of pre-bed ritual and it's something that I've just got to do. And now you have inspired me to do it. So 30 days, that's it. I'm committing on the Creatures of Habit podcast to introduce a new habit into my evening routine, which leads us perfectly into the next question. Please walk us through your evening or pre-bed routine. It is just as tight as the morning routine and it's just as consistent and I've maintained it for a really long time. So after my son goes to bed or if he's not with us, the very first thing I do, Brandon, my husband calls it puttering, but I have like a pre-bed putter routine where like my thing is if I wake up to a clean kitchen, everything in my life just looks rosier. It just does. And if I wake up to kind of a messy kitchen, it's specifically the kitchen. My closet can be a mess. My bathroom sink can be a mess. But if my kitchen is clean, to me, that translates into like a calm, more productive, more grounded energy. So every night before I go to bed, I just tidy my kitchen. Any dishes that need to get washed, I wash. I leave in the dish trainer. I clean up the counter. I just put stuff away. That's my like pre-pre-bed. Then I have a very extensive tooth care routine. And this is something that I know sounds kind of silly, but like I go in, the first thing I do when I go in to get ready for bed is I floss my teeth, then I brush my teeth, then I use my water pick, and then I rinse with like this hydrogen peroxide, like rinse. And I started flossing a couple years ago religiously because A, it's great for your dental health. Cool. But that's another thing that a healthy person with healthy habits does, right? If I just bust out the floss and I actually floss, like that makes me a healthy person with healthy habits. So there's like a signal that I'm sending to myself that I am worthy of this level of care, you know, getting in between my teeth and like making sure they're super clean. So I do that routine. I have no skincare routine whatsoever. I basically like don't even wash my face. So we can don't at me for that. That is what it is. I take my contacts out. I like put my hair in twists, whatever. And then I get into bed and I turn my white noise machine on because I've got this also like programmed thing that like plays ocean noises while I read. And then as I fall asleep, it plays like a little music and then it changes to white noise. So I activate that machine and then I climb into bed. I think attention to detail in the areas of importance for us as humans is so integral to success. Sleep is just 
scientifically studied and proven to really be everything. I am famous for my like 100% across the board sleep scores on Whoop. Just if I get like a 99 one night, I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. Like I am a gold medal sleeper and it's because I have blackout curtains and white noise and no lights in my environment and primarily the chili pad. It's a lifesaver. Is there anything else? Because I do all that too. I do. I got the blackout curtains. I got the sleep, the, the white noise. I got the chili pad. I, I even take some pre-bed, you know, uh, like L-theanine and stuff like that. Is there anything else that you have in there that helps you get that deep, strong sleep? Again, I'll go back to consistency. My sleep time and wake time are within like 20 minutes of each other every single night of the week. And science shows that that kind of consistency is incredibly important for getting a really good night's sleep. Also, the sleep that you get before midnight counts a lot more towards something like recovery than you, the sleep you get after midnight, just because of the way our circadian rhythms work and the way melatonin is produced. So if you get eight hours of sleep that starts at 10 p.m., that's way better for you than eight hours of sleep that starts at 1 a.m. So I'm in bed every night between 9.15, 9.45. I wake up every morning around 6.15 or 6.30. That consistency is really key for a good night's sleep. I would love if you can just give a piece of advice for the listener who is right there, right there, shows up, but just something is not clicking. And I think a lot of people are right there. You know, they want it. What's the, and, and, and the want is so wanting is, is, is incredibly powerful. People struggle with want and, and, and the doing part is what I'm asking you to offer some advice on how to get to. In my experience, after leading people through the Whole30 for 12 years, and interestingly, so funny, in your story around the role that oatmeal played in like your own recovery and your own growth, the title of my first book is It Starts With Food. And I think our relationship with food is so foundational to every other relationship we have. And I think the way that we show up with our food is very much the way we show up in other areas of our lives. So what I always tell people is if you're looking to make a change, like have a real impact, make a very impactful change on every area of your life. If you're thinking about meditation or exercise or journaling or walking or whatever, I always tell people start with food. Start with your relationship with food, whether that means doing a reset like the Whole30, whether it means talking to a therapist around your relationship with food and some of your fears or your anxieties, whatever that looks like for you. Start with food because what I find is when we feel as though we're nourishing ourselves from a place of self care, that sense of self efficacy and self confidence will spill over into every other area of our life. And we will start showing up in other areas of our life more confidently and more presently and more as ourselves. And it will roll into other healthy habits. It's hard not to feel like you're eating really well and taking really good care of yourself and your relationship with food is improving. And naturally then you're like, well, what else can I do? Can I start walking? Can I start exercising? Can I start meditating? And I find it doesn't always work the same way if you start with a different habit. So my recommendation is always to start with food. I love how you've just broken it down so simply to one area of life. Commit to one area of life. And, and what we say at Creatures is... All we're asking you to do, whether it's the protagonist or not, all we're asking you to do is commit to one great 
thing a day. Because all it might take is one great thing to walk you into a world of greatness. Melissa, this was an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. You're a legend. I'm so grateful to know you and looking forward to developing our relationship and having you on as one of the first guests of this new podcast of Creatures of Habit. You're a rock star. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I'm honored. This was a great conversation as I knew it would be. That was amazing. Thank you so much. And there you have it, folks. I hope we delivered some valuable content for you to implement into your life on a daily basis. Please remember that our habits have the power to make us or break us. Replacing bad habits with great ones is the answer to living a life of happiness, optimism, and high performance. We are capable of achieving anything. We all have what it takes to give it all we've got. Commit to one great habit each day and truly commit and watch how everything in your life starts evolving from good to great. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating and a nice review that will help us grow this podcast, bring on more amazing guests, and continue to deliver invaluable content on a weekly basis. Lastly, please share this podcast with any friends or family that you think might appreciate it. And always remember, want plus do equals have. Until the next one, fam. Peace.